0: This week is going to be a little different because we're going to make every effort to find the positives of living in a small town. I don't know, maybe with spring in the air, the seasonal affect disorder is wearing off. So let's examine some of the great things that are happening in small towns across America. TikTok actually has some redeeming value when used for good. Some Gen Z kids amazingly are contributing to society And we have a story about one man's dying wish that changed the lives of more than 30 people. Are you ready to do this? We're hanging. This episode is brought to you by Park Street Books, celebrating 20 years in the children's book business, and by Mario's Lawn Care. Schedule your spring cleanup today. Small Town Scuttlebot. Hey, how's it going? It's Rick Fink Jr. here in the basement in the Scuttlebutt studio somewhere here in Medfield, Massachusetts, broadcasting across the planet Earth <laughs> on the <laughs> Internet. We're happy to be here. We're the podcast that reacts to the overreactions of small town problems. And um, we appreciate you guys listening. And if you like what you hear, tell your friends, your co-workers, your family members, whatever. We're trying to blow this thing up and become super sensational. That's right. And when I say we, I'm talking about that voice that you just heard. That's Liz. Tell it like it is <laughs> daily.
1: Slap <laughs> scuttle have I missed you guys last week.
0: <laughs> yeah, Liz, you were on vacation. What? Yes. I am. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy for you. I Thank think that it was well-deserved. Thank you. Thank you
1: for granting my PTO request. Yeah, it was um, a last-minute decision to go away for a couple nights while the kids were on February vacation, and I felt like I've had a lot of stress in my life lately. My mom is sick, and Mm -hmm. just, you know, life is stressful anyway, right? Like on a perfect day with kids and work and your house and everything, people manage on a regular basis. There comes a certain amount of stress with that, and then you layer on additional things that are out of your control, and I felt like... Do you ever get, Rick, like when things pile on, almost like a physical feeling of I I have to change something. Like I can't I can't wake up tomorrow and have it be the same day it is today. I was like, I have to get out of this environment. I need a break. I need to get out of my routine, like a mental reset. Like have you ever sort of hit a wall like that.
0: Uh, Often. (laughs) <laughs> often i do and uh i have what you'd say micro escapes maybe mm. you know it could be a mountain bike ride yep. for 2 hours it could be um i'm going down to the cape for the night but uh yeah no like i went to moab a year ago yeah. and that was a major major um Life changing experience, mm-hmm. really. I mean, it's one of those trips that you just remember, and
1: right. I feel it's like a very for meaningful
0: you, experience. Yeah. Do you want to share where you went? And what yeah. You did? So we,
1: I mean, it was a family trip. It wasn't a solo thing, but we just went up to Lake George and we stayed at the Sagamore, which I think everybody has heard of except for me because I found out about this because Dan and I were watching an episode of Billions, mm-hmm. and the characters went to this place for like a getaway and we were like oh that place looks sick I wonder where that is blah blah yeah. blah so we googled it during the episode and we found out it's Sagamore Resort on Lake George and so I was like that looks really cool I wonder you know what it would be like to stay there as a family and so I literally it was a tv show a google search and I'm like I'm just booking it wow <laughs> Which I never do anything like that I'm a planner I'm yeah. very methodical but I had gotten to a point where I needed needed a change, right? And Mm -hmm. vacation was coming up. It was like kind of all of the stars aligned. And I was like, you know what? We need some time away as a family. And it was great. It was super low-key. My kids are at an age where the boys went off to the rec room by themselves. Um, You know, we had like a lodge right on the lake. And so the kids stayed. They could stay in the lodge. Dan and I could go up and have a drink before dinner. The kids would walk up to meet us for dinner. So it was really just like a very relaxing vacation. And I will say... This is the first time my kids, okay. So my kids loved the breakfast buffet. I think that was their favorite part of the, the two days we went away. I think this is the first time I walked away from a buffet going, I think I owe them money. Really? <laughs> I mean, my kids ate so much. Yeah, but they loved that's it. Great. It was just, you know, s'mores after dinner, pool, whatever, relaxing. Out- out-
0: outdoor campfires, fire yes. pits? nice. Yep.
1: Yeah. Nice. So it was in the like, winter.
0: That's really nice. Mm-hmm.
1: It was. It was lovely. And it was just a perfect escape. Two nights was plenty. Came home. I felt like I had been away. Um, I didn't really work. Who knows? I, I answered a few emails, but I didn't bring my laptop with me, which is rare. So I did feel like I got a chance to disconnect, which was important
0: for me. That is very important. Yeah.
1: So but I would encourage Scuttlebuds
0: disconnect. I am. Uh, it's not so often, Liz, that I feel really, really happy and good for somebody else. Like, oh, I'm. You know, but like this story. <laughs> It's because you know what? I got a million things going on. I don't have right. time to just stop. Like what I just did. I stopped. I listened. I know this person who's talking to me about this. You know, it's not like I'm standing in line at the grocery store. Like this is a genuine conversation. Mm-hmm. I generally know you. Uh, I am so happy for you Thank that you. you had that experience. Thank you. And uh, it was a very pleasant story. It was, <laughs> I almost felt like I was. I feel more at ease just hearing oh, about I'm it. I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah, because my uh, school vacation was totally oh, different. no. <laughs> well, the term vacation's kind you of know. funny, right? Is it really a vacation? Because all I'm doing is I got five boys in the house oh, running around. They don't know which end is up. Like, they're still right. playing with dinosaurs. They're into basketball. They're trading basketball cards. They want to play video games. Mm-hmm. They're, it's just a lot. And then there's my daughter who's just, you know, oh, I'm going to so-and-so's house. And, mm-hmm. You know, she's, she's got her, her week planned and yes. she's very, it's totally different, mm-hmm. totally different. Yep. Um, but to say it's a vacation for a parent no. on vacation, you know, on school break, it's, it's extra responsibility because yeah. you're either doing what what you did, like, you know,
1: managing chaos and wrangling kids and driving here, there and everywhere, mm-hmm. or you could, farm your kids out and spend a fortune sending them to whatever, you know, programs to keep them occupied for the week or you go on vacation. You know, it's not, it's not great
0: for a parent. (laughs) Yeah. Do you want to be a babysitter or an Uber driver? Yeah. Those are your choices. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I did take my son uh, to the Basketball Hall of Fame. We did an overnight trip with uh, two other dads and their kids in the neighborhood. Did he enjoy that? He did. He did. He had a good time. Um, funny thing about the Basketball Hall of Fame, they don't actually have like plaques or busts of the hmm. inductees. It's just, if I had to like really give it a good description, I'd say the Basketball Hall of Fame is a museum of memorabilia. Okay. And it's like, so who's in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, is it like, like
1: the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame where people have to get inducted or is it yeah, not? There's, yeah, there's <laughs> inductions. Okay. There's
0: induction classes and, and all of that. Uh, but, you know, I've been to the... Um, the Football Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and there's actual busts of oh. the football players. In fact, I saw OJ Simpson's bust. Oh,
1: they still have it
0: there. Well, it was, or was when, this pre? When, when I went around, no, this was post okay. murder, murdering his
1: <laughs> ex wife
0: and and friend. But so I put my hand on it. Mm-hmm. It wobbled. <gasps> oh. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> I picked it up. Picked it up. It was dismounted. Like someone oh, maybe someone it, vandalized it. Someone maybe kicked it. And I and I was saying to my my girlfriend at the time, I'm like. We could totally steal this thing. (laughs) Do you know what this would sell for on the Uh, black market? You know, murder paraphernalia. I mean, I've got Orenthal, James Mm -hmm. Simpson's bust. Anyway, (laughs) uh, if you go to the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, they have these plaques on the wall, bronzed, you know. Yep. So I was surprised that they didn't have that. Because that that was one thing I was looking forward to, going down and seeing and reading their little thing. But they didn't have that. But anyway, uh, fun trip one night. You know, but by by Friday, I was like, when are these kids going back to school? But it's a long week, yeah. So I'm glad that you had a good time. Thank
1: you, thank you. I did listen to the episode with Mark, Mm -hmm. um, which was very entertaining. I really enjoyed being a listener for a week, it was funny, yeah. I thought it was a great interview, and I think because the majority of it, you guys were talking about hockey and stand up comedy, I thought it was a perfect one-on-one mm-hmm. interview and which I really enjoyed I would love to have him back to dig a little deeper into the topic you guys started to touch on at the end which the education his experience in a Montessori school and that everybody gets a trophy and where our kids are at today and and all of that I would love to kind of just pick his brain a little bit more share some of my stories as a parent of a high schooler and things that we're navigating and and all that I think he'd be great to come
0: back on well we 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 did uh, he's a friend of the show now awesome I mean he's He's into comedy. He lives down the road. We have a comedy podcast. Right. It's a perfect marriage. He actually hung out. We we hung out for three hours. Oh afterward. my god! Yeah, and he's like my <laughs> mentor now. He wants to see the tape that I did the other day. Awesome. We're doing a show up at um, up in um, Boston um, in March together. Mm-hmm. We're going to drive in together. That's I'm, fabulous. I'm all excited. I'm like, <laughs> You're geeking out right now. <laughs> kinda. I'm, well, uh, I admire and respect his yeah. accomplishments in comedy. Yeah, and the fact that he's willing to take me on, not as a burden, but as like a wingman, mm-hmm. makes me feel a little more confident in what I'm doing. So, Well, it
1: certainly, I mean, it certainly sounds like he's paid his dues. He's been in the trenches. He's, you know, really come up in the Boston scene. And he probably wants to like pay it forward and be like, here's what I've learned. And, you know, yeah, don't that, make these mistakes and the, yeah. don't, you know, don't get bummed out if you bomb, that type of thing. <laughs>
0: exactly. That's, that's the vibe I was getting. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I loved his uh, commentary about hecklers.
1: Oh my God! Yeah, and with his accent. Yes.
0: You brought a knife to a gunfight, kid. Yeah. It's not going to work out for you. I know. <laughs> that, that Southie Irish, yes. you know, yeah. Boston accent. It's come just,
1: at me, bro. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's. Uh, that was great. But I'm glad you liked the uh, the interview. I, was, I did. Uh, yes. I felt like um, I don't have my partner in crime here, so <laughs> I said next time you come on, we'll do it when yeah. Liz is here. That'd be and, awesome. And yeah, we'll, we'll we'll do that. Okay. Cool. So, uh, what do we have going on today, Liz?
1: So, I was perusing our small-town Scuttlebutt email box, Rick, mm. and I plucked this little gem that I thought would be relevant to share with the group here today, and it's from Robin, who is from Medfield, baby. Okay. Um, so, she says, oh my God, all caps. I yep. love the enthusiasm. Did she write <laughs> oh my
0: God or OMG.
1: No, she wrote, oh, my God. So she's an adult. Yes. (laughs) All right. Rick, please do even like a two-minute segment about the insane overreactions of Medfield people out in public places. CVS, Shaws, Starbucks, et cetera. Example waiting in the drive-through line at CVS only to also call us on the phone to tell us you were in the drive-through line and ask us why we are taking so long. Like, ma'am, it's because idiots like you keep calling us and tying up our phone lines with stupid complaints. So I'm guessing Robin works at CVS. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think that's a little appalling if you're in the drive-through line and it's taking a while so you call to find out why it's taking so long don't you think they're busy i mean i would just jump to that logical conclusion that there's a lot going on here
0: yeah well i'm i think uh i think that the the there's a certain kind of person that Mm -hmm. that lives in the drive through lane versus the person who takes the initiative to get out of the car and walk into the store right i'm old school i still i still like that interpersonal communicating Mm -hmm. and um Given the choice, if I see, if there's nobody in the drive-thru, mm-hmm. I will pull up. Yeah. Like, hey, I like the idea, of the concept. If there's one car, I'm out. Really? I, yes. Just be, one? Yeah, because you know what? That one person's probably an idiot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Are you saying they're an idiot because they chose the drive-thru lane versus no, going in the
0: store? No, just... uh Laws of probability based on past experiences. Mm -hmm. I've sat behind the big white SUV for 15 minutes while I see a hand gesturing out the window (laughs) and I'm hearing something coming through the speaker and I'm like, what is going on? And then just when I say I'm out and I want to back up, someone comes up behind me and I'm sandwiched and I'm doing (laughs) this. And then I'm like, how hard could it be? And then I get up, hi, here Pick up a prescription from a daughter. I preemptively just tell them her birthday because mm-hmm. I know that's coming. I have done this before. Yeah. Hi, so and so, birthday, blah blah blah. Prescriptions called this. Within one minute, I'm f- made the financial tra- transaction and I'm out of there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I don't know why people that uh, might have a, a problem or an issue or maybe we're gonna. If you need to go, like. Think about this. If you're not just simply picking something up, then you shouldn't be in the, and,
1: and I agree with that. Like, if there's a potential insurance issue or something, oh. go into the store. Like, it's obnoxious. The drive through is for quick transactions only.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And if they give you the, oh, that'll be ready in 15 minutes, okay, then you can't just wait here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you gotta, You gotta go around. Yes. You yeah. Know?
1: And I will say, so as someone, my family, we have quite a few prescriptions <laughs> in my household. Mm-hmm. So I am in the drive through lane, you know couple times a month at least. If I pull up and I see there's two cars, I'm like, this could probably take a while. I'm going to go run my other errand and I'm going to come back. Mm -hmm. And inevitably, it's empty. Because we live at This is the benefit of small town living. Yes. Is that I could run four errands errands in the span of 30 minutes and Mm -hmm. be back home. Yeah. It's lovely. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not like taking an absurd amount of time out of my day to... Wait in the drive-through lane. Then I have to drive 15 minutes across town and to do something else. You know, it's like everything's right there. Yeah. So just chill out.
0: Well, you brought up another top, uh, another idea, which mm-hmm. is um, multitasking. Yep. You know, I got, I got an iron in the fire here. Mm-hmm. Like we got the prescription thing. Like sometimes I'll go in, I'll put in the prescription. Hey, I need a refill on this. So like I'll be 15 minutes. Sweet. Yep. And then I go buy my toothpaste or whatever, mm-hmm. and you know. Inevitably get caught up in a conversation right. with somebody <laughs> because that's small-town living, right? Exactly. exactly. You can't go to CVS and just simply walk in the door, get your item, and leave. You got to talk to the, one of the four people that you bumped into, right? Right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I am a proponent of if you are not a quick in-and-out person with your transaction, like you – You know that there's a little paperwork Mm -hmm. or clerical issue or maybe there's you don't even know if it's ready yet. Right. There's nothing wrong with just parking the car, cutting the ignition, saving the environment Mm -hmm. a little spare the environment, a little bit of pollution and just go in the door. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Talk face to face with somebody at Mm -hmm. the counter and hang out for a minute and then leave. Like, yeah,
1: I do think Robin's. Email brings up a larger issue that's indicative of, you know, people's expectation of immediate gratification, right? So, like, they're waiting in the line to pick up their prescription. They entered that line with the expectation that it was going to move quickly. They were going to get exactly what they needed, blah, 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 blah. It's not moving as quickly as they want. So, they are going to call the pharmacy, (laughs) Take up someone's time who should be filling the prescriptions in order to move that line along and say, why is this taking so long? Because we've mm-hmm. we've got this, again, immediate gratification about us. We don't really need to wait for anything. We can have stuff delivered to us. We, You know, all that stuff instead of understanding that we live in a society and sometimes you need to wait for things. And yeah. if you are the first person in line... Or the third person in line or the fifth person in line. That's that's where you are. Mm-hmm. So
0: you just, just got to deal with it. It's that me culture. Yes. Yeah. When I go to Starbucks, mm-hmm. it's a tight little parking yeah. spot. But um, watching how people abdicate to certain situations or don't mm-hmm. in, when they should, um, of the obliviousness to uh, people. You gotta cut the wheel when you're yes. pulling out. You can't just pull out straight out. I know. Straight out all the way. And then mm-hmm. you find yourself perpendicular yeah. with the traffic flow. You've you've blocked everything. And you have to do 47 points. Now, you, now you're doing this little like pizza cutter, like beep, 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 beep. And then you get yep. to go and everyone's looking at you and we're all thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. You're a friggin' idiot. You so are, who do you most often see do that? Is it teenage?
1: Girls driving their mom's too big SUVs? Is it...
0: You're going you, 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 to... Look, I'm not being sexist. It's always a goddamn mom <laughs> in her 40s. A 40-something-year-old mom. It is your demo, Liz. <laughs> Talk to your people.
1: Oh, well, I hope she's at least applying mascara and texting someone while she's pulling out.
0: <laughs> no, they're, they, 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 they're looking in their rearview mirror or on their monitor thing. Right. I'm watching because I'm, I'm, I'm really studying them. Mm-hmm. Like, like, what... Come on. That's come on. bizarre. You have a driver's license. You've pulled yeah. out before. Why are we Why are we not pulling out right. and turning that wheel? <laughs> That's what it's there for. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that bugs me. So. Yeah.
1: No, I can appreciate that because that is a tight parking lot. So when you do, and it's always full. Yeah. So when you do see someone pulling out of a spot, you're like, yes, like now I can, I'm going to pull into this spot. And then you just sit there and watch for like five full minutes and you're sweating on their behalf because this is just infuriating. <laughs> As they try to navigate this tight little space yeah. in their
0: it's, it's, ridiculously oversized suburban. <laughs> they are making it look way harder right. than it is. Right. And uh, it's it's uh, it's not a good look. No. It's not a good look. You, you're not presenting your best version of yourself right, right now. And you're in public, and mm-hmm. we're all watching. And it's a small town. We're talking. <laughs> <laughs> we are, and there's
1: like a fifty-fifty chance you know that person too in a t- in a town this small. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I got to tell you this one thing before yes. we go, okay, because it is related to mm-hmm. the parking. There was a white SUV, a woman driving it, doing this horrible thing mm-hmm. of just can't get out, and she was on the phone, Ugh. right? And it was taking way too long. Mm-hmm. It was summertime. Windows are rolled down. I said something. I said, come on, let's go. Move it. <laughs> just like that? It's something like, something to that effect. Okay. Like, very direct Yeah, and like, come on. Mm-hmm. Really? Something, just a, a one-off thing. It's It's not socially appropriate. I shame on me. Mm-hmm. I should have just been like, you got to eat it, Rick. Like, yeah. You know, you're, you're going to like my brother says, you, you're going to cross paths with like five or six of these people every day. You right. Just ha- don't act surprised when it happens. Mm-hmm. Just check the box and go four more left. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there. We're 20 percent done. Right. We're dealing with these people. Fast forward. Me and my buddy are going to a New England Patriots game mm-hmm. against the New York Giants down in Foxborough. Buddy says, I got a state trooper friend. He's going to give us a police escort. Oh, my God. I'm like, dude, I've never felt cooler. Right. So I pull up. We meet at the Walpole High School parking lot. Mm-hmm. He's there. He says to me, stay on my bumper. And then he proceeds to do like 50 down the road from Walpole High School to the stadium. Mm-hmm. And I'm right on him. We're going through. He's got the lights on. We're going through red lights. We're doing all this shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's awesome. He takes us into the parking lot. Then he brings us up onto the on ramp mm-hmm. on back onto Route 1. Where all the state troopers are parked and whatnot, so that we don't have to get in that parking melee. Oh, so after the game, we nice. just simply get in the car and just drive and then go left and oh. we're on the back roads in Walpole. That's
1: some Kardashian shit. Yes, <laughs> yes. I felt like a million bucks. Right?
0: I owed this state trooper a huge thank you, how you doing, and a handshake, mm-hmm. right? He's six foot six. He's looking down at me. He's like, you're Rick Fink. I said, yeah. He's like, you yelled at my wife at a (gasps) Starbucks parking lot. I'm like, Oh, about about, about that. About that. (laughs) Now look at you. You're doing that. shriveling into myself. (laughs) You should have seen me. Oh
1: my God. What did you say? I,
0: I apologized. I, uh, I said, your wife needs to learn how to park. No, I I said, uh, I said, it wasn't my best moment. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Um, She's a great lady because I do know her like I'd met her. Oh, okay. In fact, we now joke about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, he actually follows the podcast. So cool. So he's you know, it's it's all good. Mm -hmm. But just remember when you live in a small town,
1: you don't know. know. You don't know
0: whose husband you're you're yelling at or whose wife you're yelling at or whose mom you might be. Tangling with. Right. It. It's all gonna come back. It's it like is. it's all interconnected.
1: Totally. Oh my god, that's an awesome story. Yeah, so,
0: so be careful. Yeah,
1: it's a PSA listeners.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Smear Campaign is a live music entertainment exhibition based on the magic and memories from decades of the greatest songs ever written. Smear Campaign's appeal is based largely on their zeal to make every performance the night of your life they see every show as an opportunity to share and partake in a vapid exchange of positive energy with the audience leaving a lasting impression that stays with concert goers long after the concert experience ends you've seen thousands of cover bands but have you seen smear campaign find out why they are regarded as the patriots of the party mentality If you've listened to this podcast for more than five minutes, you know a lot of things bug us. Things like self-checkout kiosks, oversensitive people, and self-absorbed PTO moms recklessly driving their white SUVs all over town. But want to know what bugs me the most? Bugs. Fortunately, I do have the power to remedy this problem, and so do you. APC Pest Control exists so the bugs in your house don't. If you have bugs or mice or any other pest-type thing making itself at home in your home, get APC Pest Control on the case. Visit them at apcpest.com. Let's get into the uh, the, the theme of the show today, which is positivity yeah good it's it's nice to live in a small town it's nice to go on social media from time to time Mm -hmm. i mean we often times commiserate about the drag that a lot of these things bring about and -hmm. and we we complain or we point fingers we do it we yeah absolutely like like we we say we judge you Mm -hmm. know like all right, well, the judging needs to go both ways, right? There's a yin and a yang. If, That's if, right. If, if, if there's bad things, that means there's good things, right? Yep. So let's, let's, Skittlebuds, you sitting down, Liz and I are going to get positive. We're going <laughs> to do yes. this.
1: I call this segment heartwarming stories from America's heartland.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's great.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, we dug up a handful of positive stories from small towns around the country because, as Rick said, you know, we often talk about the bad things or I think the news loves to push negativity because that's what gets people, you know, engaged and whatnot. But there's a lot of positive things going on in this world, and I think we need to celebrate that and acknowledge it and encourage people to pay it forward. So the first story I came across, which was kind of gave me the idea for is this something we should explore, was about a gentleman who lives in Montpelier, Vermont, and he wrote a book that was published in November 2012 after spending 14 years writing it. The book really didn't go anywhere. It really didn't sell anything. Um, He started to work on a part two of the book. This book was inspired by a series of crimes that occurred in the mid-1970s while... Lloyd, the gentleman, attended law school at Indiana University. So after having no success with selling this book, his, his daughter, who's, who's 40, she really wanted to support her father's dream. And she thought, well, maybe it's not successful because people just don't know about it. Sure. So she created a TikTok video, which props to you, Marguerite, that at 40, you know how to do that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right. So she made, a, uh, she made a TikTok account on her father's behalf with the goal of promoting his novel. The first TikTok she created about her father's story was viewed more than 43 million times. What? And received more than 9.6
0: million likes. Liz, what is it about a video that gets that much?
1: I don't know. So now, like, we need to get Rosie and Avery on this so they can create a TikTok about the podcast that people should be listening to but aren't.
0: Yeah. My mom (laughs) and my dad have this thing in the basement going on and it's...
1: They're not married. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. they're married,
0: but not to each other. Uh, And they got this dream. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, so they need to take a page out of Marguerite's book. So since then, the book, Stone Maidens, has sold out on Amazon and reached number one on the site's bestseller list, according to the New York Post. Yes, and so Lloyd. They did a follow up video and he was very emotional and he was left speechless as he just pours over the praise because people were commenting like, absolutely, I'll support you, blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, other authors were coming out in support of him and he was just overwhelmed, not only with the feedback, um, but also that, you know, these are you know, millennials and Gen Z's were coming out and in support of the book. And he was just, I mean, absolutely blown away. And he said, I feel really blessed and I'm grateful. I'm very happy. I just can't believe it.
0: So it's got a whole new generation of readers. Yep. Reading books. Wait, do millennials and Gen Z's actually read books? I, I just thought they had their face in their phones all day. Yeah, I so, don't know. So I guess um, that's a good element of the story, too. Kids are reading. Exactly. And I say kids, it's, you know, younger, young mm-hmm. adults. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, you gotta read books. You can't just I know read articles and, and scroll. Yes. And, and,
1: and read books, books, like made of paper. Yes.
0: Like, yeah. I love a
1: good book. You know, I yeah. could read it on my, you know, iPad if I wanted to, but like get your eyes off the screen. Yep. Onto paper. Totally. So I'm old school. So yes, congratulations, Lloyd. I think that's an awesome story. Small town guy. This was a, you know, passion project for him writing this book. Didn't he didn't really even care that he didn't see some success, but his daughter wanted to see him happy, and so on a whim, she makes this TikTok and it explodes, which is really cool.
0: I just hope that in 2 weeks time when all these Gen Zs and kids finish reading the book, mm-hmm. they just don't flood Amazon with one-star reviews. Right. <laughs> okay, buck the buck. I know. Fire <laughs> <Buyer> beware. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why it didn't sell, right. <laughs> and it's not because of bad publicity. Yeah. <laughs> We're no. going to send Lloyd positive vibes. Yeah, yeah. good for, good for you, yes. Marguerite and Lloyd. And that's a great daughter. Yeah. Uh, giving back to her dad who's writing this thing in his off time, right? I mean, he's totally. got a day job. Yeah, this, job. Like, yeah. He's, he's this is his spare a, time. He's being mm-hmm. a dad. So so that was his his like side project, like yeah. his passion project, his podcast, if you exactly. will. Exactly, right?
1: exactly. And, and she cool. wanted to
0: support him. So, yeah. Good, good for him. I, that's a great story. I feel good. Me too. This is a weird feeling. I'm- mean, <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, death and destruction. What do you got?
1: <laughs> All right. The next story comes to us from Callisburg, Texas, where high school students raised $260,000 so their elderly custodian could retire.
0: Are you serious? Yeah,
1: Three high school seniors learned that their 80-year-old janitor oh. at their high school, 80, yeah. 80, wow. the retirement age is 65.
0: Yeah. And he's working because he has to. Because
1: he has to. Mm-hmm. So he didn't have enough money to retire, so they decided to help him out. They launched a GoFundMe campaign in February that generated more than 8,000 donations, totaling about $260,000. Most of the donations came from Kalisburg students and staff. So these are just three kids at the high school. Um, this is a rural town, Kalisburg, near the Oklahoma border, and has a population of roughly 300 people. Wow. Literal small town yeah. America. yeah. So the campaign for Mr. James, that was the janitor's name, mm-hmm. went viral after one of the students posted a video on TikTok of the octogenarian cleaning a hallway where he said, this is our 80-year-old janitor who had his rent raised and had to come back to work. Let's help Mr. James out. No one his age should have to be cleaning up our messes to continue to live. I thought that was really sweet. Yeah. So yeah, they felt compelled to help him after he was forced out of retirement due to the rising cost of living in the North Texas area.
0: That is great. Crazy. Crazy. What I'm hearing is here is our octogenarian uh, (laughs) janitor. Mm -hmm. As you can suspect, he's cleaning at the ability level of an 80-year-old. Things are getting a little dusty around here. Please help us show him the door.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My dust mite allergy is really acting up. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. no, that's really cool. And I'm sure that that, that man is very appreciative yes. of it.
1: He and wanted it. to kind of remain anonymous. But I thought it was mm-hmm. great that, so three high school senior boys. What do you think of when you think of that? You think like, oh, bros, like, let's, I don't know. I'm from Texas. Let's go throw the football around. Let's go get drunk and try to hook up with some girls. But these kids.
0: You forgot so. shoot shoot uh, street signs. Yes. Yeah.
1: Out on the prairie <laughs>
0: right. with their shotguns. <laughs> that are on the rack on the right. back of the truck because it's texas <laughs> because they go to school with them yeah yeah but uh, they saw Oh, also gray sweatpants
1: <laughs> of course <laughs> <laughs> but i think most kids and I, I mean i hate to stereotype and i hate to whatever but like i don't think they would even notice mm-hmm. a janitor much less realize like this guy shouldn't be at his age, like enough is enough. He's yeah. contributed enough to society and life. And like, mm-hmm. we need to help him out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's very impressive that, again, three kids went on TikTok and in this teeny tiny town of 300 people, you know, most, where most of those donations came from, they raised $260,000.
0: That's great. That's great. Mm-hmm. And that And That's, uh, there's so many things about that story. Like, um, hey, whatever you do, do it well, mm-hmm. right? Um, don't look down your nose at people that, clean up right for you or or whatever i mean like i unless you work at the dmv or tsa like and (laughs) (laughs) you're exempt from what (laughs) i'm about to say uh if you have a legal job that's contributing to society
1: you're paying taxes and and,
0: and you're doing something you're giving something you're good everything's all set Mm -hmm.
1: agreed yeah agreed so yeah that was very heartwarming another Mm -hmm. story about high school students. So this comes to us from Henderson High School near Nashville. So high school students create robotic hand for their new classmate. So 15-year-old Sergio Peralta was starting high school at Hendersonville High School outside of Nashville, and he was particularly concerned with what his peers would think of his right hand, which had never fully formed. So he said on his first day of school, he felt like hiding his hand in his sleeve so nobody would ever find out that Mm -hmm. he was dealing with this.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But But his classmates, to his surprise, supported him in a way he never expected. They changed my life, Peralta said. So the school's engineering teacher came to Peralta and told him that his fellow students might be able to help. He said, we could build your prosthetic hand. Wow. Yeah. So these three students used their access to online models of prosthesis and a 3D printer to make a plan. After four weeks, their project came to fruition. So the engineering uh, student, one of the students said, you're supposed to be engineering coming up with new ideas, solving issues, just making things better than how they used to be. So I'm blown away at, again, the teachers, the students saying, hey, like, We could could use our skills and our knowledge and our resources here to help a fellow classmate rather than like, all right, sit down, kids. we got to learn about engineering. You're going to sit here and listen to me talk for an hour, and then I'm going to give you a test next week, and you're going to tell me what I just told you. (laughs) You know what I mean?
0: Hey, Lefty, pass me a piece of paper. Oh, sorry.
1: (laughs) So Peralta, the student who grew up learning to do everything with his left hand, including writing, was even able to catch a baseball with the prosthetic hand created by Hendersonville High students. He says, "When I caught it for the first time, everyone started freaking out. It was the first time I caught a ball with my
0: right hand in 15 years." Wow. Yeah. Uh, heartwarming. Completely. It, you know, if the mood caught me right, maybe you'd get a little dusty in I here, know. right?
1: Yeah. That and those students—they recognized a need, they put a plan into place, they executed the plan, they helped their fellow student, and then they all got to celebrate that accomplishment, which is pretty amazing.
0: What is going on with these kids? you're supposed to you're you're impressing me I, i'm pleasantly surprised so,
1: well, seriously these these are not kids that all got a trophy these yeah. are kids that learned that hard work pays off
0: yeah yeah or just think about other people it's the just empathy it's, yes mm-hmm. it's just uh it's and it's not about them the, the themes yeah. here are great i know uh and i'm glad that you've you did you have to dig hard to find these stories because i just feel like these don't typically bubble to the top it's yeah. always it's always the 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 negative stuff, I know. you know. If-
1: so I found a couple of these. Um, one I think I found on, um, well, Boston.com, I found the one about the guy in Montpelier, Vermont, because that's mm-hmm. a New England story. But the sure. rest of them I found, I follow on Instagram, um, this account called Global Positive News. And I would encourage everybody to follow it because yeah. it is just these types of stories that you typically don't hear about in mainstream media. Mm-hmm. So to get some more detail about a couple of these stories, I did a Google search and I was able to find some news articles. But they're not, it's not, they're not on the front page of CNN or Fox News or, you know, wherever most people get their daily news. You know, you kind of have to dig a little deeper to get
0: global details here. Global Positive News? Yep. On Instagram. On Instagram. We should get the... Uh, what do you call it? The creator or the um, the owner of that group, that page? Yeah. On the show.
1: Oh my god, that'd be great. Where I can send them fi- a DM. Yeah. yeah. Where do you find these positive stories? <laughs> yeah, they just slip into their DMs. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so this is the last one, and I saved it for last because it's my favorite. Although they're all I was going to say, they're they, all they, wonderful. It's it better. I no know. So Iowa man used his secret fortune to send 33 strangers to college. So Dale Schroeder was a simple, humble man from Iowa who worked as a carpenter at the same company for 67 years. Mm -hmm. He worked there for 67 years.
0: And probably did not go to college.
1: He did not go to college. He grew up poor and he had no wife or children of his own. He was described as a blue collar, lunch pail kind of guy. Mm -hmm. He owned two pairs of jeans, church jeans and work jeans. However, Schroeder had saved up a fortune over the years, had no living descendants. So before he passed away, he went to his lawyer to develop a plan for his money. And then he said, I never got to the uh, never got the opportunity to go to college, so I'd like to help kids go to college. Mm-hmm. So the attorney said to him, okay, well, how much money are we talking about here, Dale? And he said, oh, just shy of $3 million. <laughs> life savings. <gasps> yes, literally life savings.
0: Frugal man, too. Yep. I mean, if he's got $3 million- and two pairs salad. of jeans. Yeah.
1: Yep. <laughs> so yep. one of the, um, so his his stipulation was it this money had to go to small town kids from Iowa who couldn't afford to go to college. Okay. Uh, one of these recipients is a, a young woman named Kira Conrad. So she said in high school, she had the grades to attend college, but not the money. I grew up in a single parent household and I had three older sisters. So paying for all four of us was never an option. Conrad wanted to become a therapist, but saw no feasible way to pay for school. That almost made me feel powerless. Like, I want to do this. I have this goal, but I can't get there just because of the financial part. That's when her phone rang. I broke down into tears immediately, Conrad said. The man on the other end told her about Schroeder. So he changed the lives of 33 people. Mm-hmm. And they so the, these people... These strangers, they call themselves Dale's kids, and they get together um, on occasion to help honor the man who made their dreams come true. Um, Some of them are now doctors, teachers, therapists. Um, There's just one thing that Dale asked for in return is that you pay it forward. Mm -hmm. You can't pay it back because Dale is gone, but you can remember him, and you can emulate him.
0: There you go. Well, Dale's Dale's kids have already graduated, and Mm -hmm. now they're in the workforce in some pretty nice— professions. Occupations, Occupations, right. right. And so
1: hopefully they're paying it forward.
0: Well, the fact that they get together Mm -hmm. or or, or identify and have that bond, Dale's kids, Mm -hmm. uh, that's great. Yep. I feel like that's a a story that is still being written.
1: Exactly. Exactly. That these, you know, they're changing the world by their contributions, which perhaps they wouldn't be able to have done Mm -hmm. had it not been for the generosity of this total stranger. So Just for funsies, I counted the number of jeans I have in my closet before I came here, Rick. And I've got 14 pairs of jeans. You have
0: 14 pairs of jeans. I do. And
1: I don't go to church. So by Dale's calculations, I have 13 too many pairs of jeans. That's right. And Dan and I are doing everything we can to save money to send our kids to college. Mm -hmm. Our three, not 33, biological children. Mm -hmm. So I'm just blown away at this story of, you know... Scrupulousness, um, hard work, yeah. um, the desire to give back—you know—he he didn't know really where his money was going to end up. He just said, "When I die, this is what I want you to do with it." So he's not even he, see, here to see, you know, the rewards of his generosity. So I'm just blown away by on so many levels.
0: Yeah, that is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what am I doing for people? I don't know. <laughs>
1: I and then it made me feel like shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what am I doing, Skittlebuds?
0: What are you doing? Yes. What are you doing? What
1: could we be doing better? Probably anything.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I. Yeah, I know. Way to go, Liz. Now I just feel like a piece of shit.
1: Oh, no. no this is supposed to be a, pos- a positive podcast. I'm a horrible and now just person. you feel bad about yourself. I yell
0: at women in the parking <laughs> lot at
1: Starbucks. Dale would I- not have done that. <laughs> no, he wouldn't.
0: No, he would not. He would have bought her some driving right. lessons. <laughs> oh, uh, No, man. these are great stories. I'm glad that we uh, took this turn. And, I am, too. And it got was, into yeah. it because mm-hmm. now I feel like... Uh, if you're listening to the show and you, we took you for a little walk down, you know, some experiences that people mm-hmm. have had. It's it. There's insp- there's inspo there, Liz. Totally. Like we <laughs> should look out for like how to, and it, it can be little things, right. You know, it can be little. It don't, you don't have to like. Okay, I don't have three million dollars. Right, right, yeah, right. That, that's okay. I can't build a
1: prosthetic hand, but you know, yeah. you know, but just realizing that, like you said, that there's there's positivity out there. There's people that want to. Give back. There's people that have empathy that recognize, you know, the needs outside of themselves, which I think is is huge these days. I, sure. You know, yeah. So I think we should, you know, bring more of these stories to the table.
0: We should. We mm-hmm. should. And uh, you know, we we say it's so funny because we say um, send us your grievances, mm-hmm. right? Like that's just our mindset. Like
1: Right. Yeah. We know you're pissed off. Just yeah. tell us all about it. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of bullshit out there, right? right? Let's let's <laughs> talk about it.
0: How about like send us your your happy pleasant mm-hmm. story too? Yeah. Because those should be shared. Maybe we should remarket the grievance line and call it the uh small town.
1: Small mm-hmm. town stories, small town feedback, small town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Let's noodle on that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Although I feel like negativity sells better
1: people will that's exactly you know go to yelp or TripAdvisor. like people love to complain that's why you know it's important to remind folks that there's a lot of a lot of
0: good things in the world too mm-hmm. yeah well that's great mm-hmm. where do we go from here now <sighs> i
1: think it. we should encourage people like as you go about your day you know think about other people think about what you could be doing to contribute positively to society even if it's just holding the door for someone or giving someone a smile or whatever. It doesn't have to be anything major, but just, I don't know, live your live your life to be aware of what else is going on out there.
0: I just <laughs> thought of something. I actually am not a piece of shit. <laughs> 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 you were you were really trying to dig deep to find like, something. What? I do. I, I know I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. What am I? I volunteer at the food pantry. Yes,
1: that's right. Okay.
0: Every week I'm going around picking up at the donation mm-hmm. locations in town, which it's uh, it's pretty consistent, which mm-hmm. is which, which is good, good news. And then also on our uh, shopping days, yep. you know, I greet people at the door, make sure they have a cart. And oh, good. Help them if they're the first time there, mm-hmm. getting them processed or whatever. So I do that. Okay. That's
1: positive. That's a positive contribution to our small town.
0: Yeah. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, St. <laughs> Peter. Now get out of my way. I'm coming through. <laughs> Remember that thing I did that time? <laughs> Make way for Rick Fink. Yeah. Um, what do you do for other people, Liz? I don't
1: think I, don't think I do anything. Really? <laughs> I really don't.
0: Uh, you've, you must, though. Let's... You, I mean, you're a good person. You.
1: I feel like I. I feel like I'm a good person. I. I feel like I go through my day being courteous of other people and mm-hmm. whatever. But I mean, I don't. I don't volunteer my time anywhere. I no. Don't, no. I. I. Yeah. I, I. I guess I'm the piece of shit here. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: as a fellow parent in mm-hmm. town, I would recognize you as somebody who is uh, always available. Mm-hmm. You know and. Um, I'm not a prescriber of the it takes a village to raise a child mindset. However, there are times when you're in the village watching after or helping other parents oh, yeah. with yeah. their kids. and mm-hmm. it, it ha- I mean, it's its a nice accessory to it ultimately you're responsible for your own kid. But yep. boy, is it really nice when you have an extra helping hand totally. or someone else that's looking out mm-hmm. for you. And I feel like you're that person. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I do. Again, I think that's one of the benefits of small town living. We've mm-hmm. developed, you know relationships with people like there's so many people here i would trust with my kids i could call and say hey i need you know some help with this vice versa like i i do believe there is that village mentality here that you you know could leverage if you need to mm-hmm. so i do appreciate that and i'm always up for helping someone out because we all need a helping hand sometimes
0: okay now i'm inspired <laughs> so let's just uh, talk about maybe we can be a platform mm-hmm Right. Where TikTok. I've always thought was pure evil. Right.
1: I I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I'll just leave it at that.
0: I just feel like it's a it's a it's a a meeting place for narcissists Mm -hmm. that that like to shoot videos of themselves and pontificate about stuff as opposed to what we're doing, hanging out in my basement, pontificating about stuff. (laughs)
1: <laughs> we were and we want more people to listen to us pontificate. Yeah. Yeah. You can't see us, but you can listen to us.
0: Right. Uh TikTok, there's evils there that lurk, but there's gems in there. People yeah. are doing good things. They, yep. they use that platform to spread good goodwill. Yeah. Right?
1: And if that's the fastest way to get a message out and mm-hmm. it's, you know, for the benefit of someone else, that's
0: great. I feel like we've got something here that why don't we take something on? Like uh I'm not, you know, I don't know what it is, but let's pose it. Let's throw it mm-hmm. in. Okay. scuttlebuds, balls in your court. Is there a cause? Mm-hmm. Is there some kind of ideology? Is there is there a person out there that, that could use some help mm-hmm. or some uplifting or support? And uh, if so, um, is there a way that maybe this platform, a, an emerging podcast, yep. could help? Let's kick the tires yeah. on that idea. Let's I like talk, it. right? Because mm-hmm. maybe maybe there is something called, cool. maybe there is an 80-year-old janitor somewhere right. out there that needs some help. Why would we not? Let's do it, Liz. Yes. Want to do that? I want to do that. Me too. Yes. Me too. I think we
1: should take advantage of the platform we have and use it for good.
0: Yeah. And I swear to God, if someone calls, okay, I know I he could help. Cancel yourselves! Yeah, <laughs> 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 I already got that out of the way. Right. So you can't do it. <laughs> I'll say this about Facebook: I make fun of Facebook. Mm. In fact, just saying the word Facebook makes me feel like I'm presenting as a less intelligent person than I actually <laughs> am. Right? Because who talks about Facebook right. is is marginalized minded people. I think. I mean. Mm-hmm. Right, if you're obsessed about Facebook or if you're always yeah. on Facebook, there's you need a better hobby. Yeah, there's not much. Like, what is that? How you fill your fill your day? Like, mm-hmm. that's how I feel about yes, Facebook. Uh, my wife and I went to preschool together, mm-hmm. and we didn't really know that until much later. Like, she lived in a town adjacent to mine. After preschool, she went to her town's school district. I went to mine. Mm-hmm. Her town was like a small town that fed into my town. Um, in, in the high school level. Mm-hmm. So I feel like in 10th grade, I'm meeting this girl for the first time in my life. Yep. And I ask her out on a date. We go out on a date. Right. This is Leslie, my wife now. And, um, there was no second date, <laughs> which is <laughs> one
1: and done, Yeah, which is
0: great because mm-hmm. like I always joke, I would at that age, I would have had plenty of time to screw that. Thing right. Up, right. We go off to our colleges. We start our careers and our lives as adults. And then um, because of Facebook, right? We were friends on Facebook. Oh,
1: I don't think I realized that's how you guys reconnected.
0: Oh, yeah. So we're friends on Facebook. Now, I also at this time, I'm engaged. I'm in in another relationship and I'm getting married in five months until the next day when I'm informed that we're not getting married (laughs) in five
1: months. (laughs) Think again. Yeah. So.
0: so off to Jimmy V's couch on Beacon Hills <laughs> where I went to, to, to live and figure things out, right? Anyway, uh, yeah, because our, I lost, I got laid off at Fidelity. My, my fiance is like, yeah, I don't want to marry you anymore. Now and you're poor.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and then uh,
0: our landlord was like, hey, we sold the, the condo oh. and uh, the people are moving in. So
1: I'm... I woke up one day going. Jobless, homeless, fiance
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: my God. What a kick in the nuts. <laughs> yeah,
0: totally. So I was like, what the hell? So uh, my head was kind of spinning. Yeah. And I was trying to, like, get my feet on the ground and whatnot. And uh, I was just on Facebook, and Leslie Thornton had posted that she was going on this hike. Mm-hmm. With a couple people. Now, I like to hike, right? So I sort of said, hey, what's up? How you doing? Hey. I kind of asked if I could go. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remembered her as being a really nice, sweet girl that, from high school that is just a very pure soul, a mm-hmm. good person. I'm like, that would be good company. You know, yep. I, c- I could use a good person to hang out with. So she's like, yeah, sure. And then we started talking and then mm-hmm. she invited me to go down to uh, Rhode Island for Fourth of July. And before you know it, we're, I think 16 months later, we're married.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. Facebook.
1: That's See, I find it so funny That you rail so hard against Facebook when, I mean, if it wasn't for... I mean, maybe in the universe, you guys would have reconnected some other way, but... I don't
0: know. I mean, it's pretty hard. It's a a small world, but it's also a big world. yep. Like, what are the chances of us crossing paths right. or something you know yeah. so i mean if, without facebook there's no rosie there's no yeah. charlie there's Aww. no
1: right thanks mark zuckerberg yeah <laughs> there's no
0: small town scuttlebutt yeah, right that's
1: right <laughs> <laughs> people are like shit oh, it's a butterfly effect though yeah. think about it you yeah. know so that's yeah. pretty wild so
0: there are good things mm-hmm. everything's in moderation i guess yeah. right yeah take your tiktok and your facebook in moderation mm-hmm Agreed. Take your small town scuttlebutt in high doses. High doses
1: yes. Regularly. Binge. E-
0: binge. Re listen to that. Yeah. There, every time you listen to the episode, you get a little something more out right. of it.
1: You <laughs> might have missed a real gem
0: of a joke by yeah. Rick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're done here. Are we we really are. Yes. I, can, I can only handle so much positive things, Liz. I, I okay? got to
1: leave and hope someone pisses me off on the way home.
0: <laughs> Go to Starbucks. I will.
1: That's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Delivering a weekly podcast takes time and money. We make the time, and we need to make the money, too. That's where our sponsors come in. If you like the show, please lend your support to the businesses that support us. Park Street Books, Perez Martial Arts, APC Pest and Termite Control, Mario's Lawn Care, Royal Pizza, Smear Campaign, Larkin's Wine and Spirits, and Mike Page Studios.